0: You're listening to the Regional Update. I'm Jessica Strauss, I'm the Weed Smart Communications and Project Lead and in this podcast we catch up with somebody from the regions, whether it be the North, South or Western, each month and we find out what's happening in their patch in regards to weed control. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Regional Update. Today we're going to be chatting with Nutrien Cummins ag agronomist based in the Lower Eyre Peninsula, Marty Chandler. He does join me now. How are you going, Marty?
1: Yeah, good. Thank you, Jessica. Yep, going well.
0: Thanks for joining me. Now, firstly, can you tell us how things are going in your region in the Lower Eyre Peninsula?
1: Yeah, so growers, most have managed to make a start uh, into harvest at the moment. So everyone's Just trying to uh, chew a bit of canola Off one way or the other It's probably been one of our Coolest, slowest starts To harvest that I can remember And I've been here since 1996 So Yeah, we've had a really Really uh, long season And we had big rains Back in late January, early February And yeah, it's been been a long Season through to now So yeah, they're just trying to Chew a bit of canola off, which is yeah. It's been it's been an interesting season all the way along, and uh, some some big challenges around how to get a canola crop into some sort of shape to try to harvest it. So we've had lots of windrowing challenges due to lodging and wet areas, and yeah, you know some people. Couldn't complete their windrowing and uh, had had to stop and revert to direct heading. So, yeah, it's it's all just a little bit over all over the place at the moment. But initial reports where we're not too wet, some really good results so far, yeah.
0: Oh, well, that's good to hear. But, yeah, frustrating for those people who are dealing with the really wet conditions. And obviously that has some, you know, uh, impact on the weed pressures that you'll be experiencing in your region as well. What are some of the biggest weed pressures for your... Uh, clients at the moment, Marty?
1: Oh, well, well, I think we're really good at growing ryegrass, Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> it's nothing new to anyone's ears I wouldn't suggest, but, uh, yeah, I feel we, we, uh, we don't try to, but we do do a very good job of it at times here on the lower EP, especially in these wet years, yeah. So that ryegrass is still our number one, really, yeah, yeah. by by a long shot
0: yeah that makes sense it's not a surprising answer but yeah obviously with that additional soil moisture over the summer period you'll have summer weed issues i can imagine do you have any tips for growers in your region on on dealing with those summer weeds and what they should be thinking about at the moment to make sure they can be on top of them
1: yeah yeah for sure and probably just to reflect a little bit on summer weeds and and the start of our last season and I'm sorry, this is a bit of a roundabout answer, but we're now like into our second year of the moratorium, like the GM moratorium being mm. turned over. So so we're in our second year of Truflex canola production, and uh, it's been really critical for us at the moment. Canola can, again, become a strong part of our rotation. It's obviously always been good from a, from a profitability point mm. of view, but we were starting to really leak a lot of weeds out the back end because... Um, you know over time trepidins has uh, slid with its effectiveness so but what's really important now, like I feel probably the major threat to the sustainability of our cropping system is is you know glyphosate resistant ryegrass so so although the uh, true is is a, is a fantastic tool and a, and a needed tool outside of it where we can we just need to be you know so much better again and making sure we use paraquat and our other modes of actions and, and all those other stuff related. As, you know, Weed Smart talks about the big six, you know, we need we need to do all that really well. So where I was getting to is we've got rye grass that's just germinated only a month ago to stuff that's been cut off by the swapper and reshot. So, you know, people, I guess, are doing it even right now, their first summer pass, I mm. suppose, or, 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 you know, but in that there's volunteer canola, and raw grass, and the start of all of our summer weeds, like our um, our toad flax and our wire weed, and all those nasty things that can cause havoc with seeders. So, as they're harvesting canola, growers are into that at the moment, trying to use you know uh, paraquat, not glyphosate, if they can. And a lot of people are uh, you know, uh, utilising those Group Gs, which help you know paraquat uh, uh, become more effective as well, like mm. you know veraxors and. Territories, so so that's yeah. Really, they have without them, you know, the growers really realizing they're they're right into the start of this their summer spraying, I suppose, even as they're harvesting.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, um, and then as we get into January, February, we had ryegrass that germinated in late January, early February, so. And that was really pointed out, you know, when you walk around in a paddock and you find ryegrass halfway up to your shins mm. in May, and you scratch your head and you go, oh, well, this was here back in uh, February, March when we sprayed. So yeah, right. the growers will have to be on to, you know, just trying to try use the double knock system if there's ryegrass present when they're doing those summer fallow sprays. Yeah, but... Your question, Jessica, probably was more about tips of uh, what they should do with their summer weeds, and and I think our growers are really good at what they do here, and they won't let stuff get out of control, and you know they'll they'll be on to it, and um, before we get big jungles, yeah. um, uh, if they can fit that all in with you know harvest etc., which will be which will be pretty long, but first world issue really, um, and <laughs> everyone's pretty. Um, happy about you know the moisture still and that we will have going into the next year so they won't rest you know thinking that oh we've got heaps of moisture cuz sometimes that control can mean that you actually get a crop out of the ground in late April early May when they want so they they, they, should, they should they should be on to it but uh, just sort of just focusing on harvest at, at present
0: Yep, no, that makes mm. sense. Yeah, no, thank you, Marty. And you kind of touched on some of the other challenges growers in your region are facing with uh, the additional water and that kind of thing. But are, is there any other challenges from a farming systems point of view that farmers are having to face at the moment?
1: Well, it is from a farming systems point of view. Yep, like we obviously obviously spoke about how I think, you know, glyphosate resistant ryegrass is the biggest next issue um, that, you know, threatens the sustainability of our cropping here. That's, that's you know we, we we sort of know that, but off of weeds, you know, you know, in these long wet seasons, there's you know controls of various as func- ver- various funguses as we go through the season. So in our wheat production, we've got a big challenge as far as powdery mildew goes going into next year because we've got we had a the local areas dominated by very susceptible varieties, and um, you know working with Curtin University, you know we've identified that uh, those. Wheat powder and mildew is showing a decrease in sensitivity to the fungicides mm. we use. So myself and our and our business here are working with some other bodies to hopefully see if we can't for some emergency permits for new modes of action because, you know, our our, our DMI triazoles are really um, sort of reducing in their effectiveness. and. And we need to fix it up and find some wheat varieties that have some better resistance, but that can only happen over time. So that's a particular challenge. I know it's not directly related to weeds, but also comes along with, you know, having those higher rainfall years, which, although a challenge, it's a a good problem to have, really, yeah, because we know that we um, have the ability to produce the yields that we like.
0: Yeah, for sure, definitely. Marty, is there anything else that you want to share with growers before we wrap things up?
1: Just the fact that, um, you know, the growers have done a fantastic job and they've hardly had a break really for a long time now, so I know that people will try to get away or have a little bit of a break and a bit of downtime, so, you know, I find that particularly important to keep people invigorated, and it might be a little bit difficult because we will have a lot of summer weed pressure from the moisture that's already there, but yeah, we just need to be focused and have strategies to, you know, keep the uh, boom spray moving when it needs, so... You know, I hope our growers, you know, think forward a little bit, you know, whether that's, you know, using up different labour units and the people who normally drive the boom sprays to give those guys a bit of a break. Mm. And and just thinking forward to, you know, if, if we do have ryegrass, we, you know, we're going to need to try to get a paraquat over it. So I guess as agronomists here locally, you know, we can help to an extent to try to Use alternatives to glyphosate, but sometimes it just might mean two passes over a paddock in that double dot scenario as we go through, you know, February, March, and April next year. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, Marty, mm. thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with us and share your tips and also experiences throughout the season. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and hopefully uh, you have a good Christmas break as well.
1: No worries, Jessica. No, uh, it's been a pleasure and um, uh, good to talk.